What's that, everybody? On today's show, uh, Mike Elko and Jeff Lebby introduced as their new school head coaches in the SEC. Several more names around the conference hit the transfer portal. And Robbie Falk will join us. What does the Jeff Lebby hire mean for Mississippi State? Locked on SEC starts right now. You are locked on SEC, your daily podcast on the Southeastern Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And what's happening, everybody? Welcome into Locked On SEC. It's great to have you guys along. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more right now. New customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. It's $150 if your team wins. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on to get started. I'm Chris Gordy. Thanks for making Locked On SEC your first listen every day. Shout out to our everydayers. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network covering your team every day. We've got plenty to discuss. Let's jump into it. Let's go around the conference. Boots out to the right. Makes the Around the conference. And we start over in College Station as Mike Elko was officially introduced as Texas AM's new head coach, uh, AD Ross Bjork, and their school president, Mark Welch, doing the Introduction, Elko, of course, was the Aggies defensive coordinator from 2018 through 2021. He's been Duke's head coach the last couple years, winning 16 games there. And he takes over for his former boss, Jimbo Fisher. Elko start off his press conference with the traditional howdy, how Aggies greet each other, and uh, said he's excited to be back in College Station, and talked about his plans and his vision said he wants the Aggies to adapt to the modern ways of college football uh, while still looking to instill a, quote, blue-collar mentality. And uh, he insisted that the Aggie fans, uh, he will make them extremely proud on Saturdays very soon. Now, Elko also told reporters that uh, he's made it his priority to retain the services of interim head coach Elijah Robinson. A lot of uh, current former players were making the case to just hire Elijah Robinson as the uh, head coach, but Mike Elko saying Elijah will certainly be a priority. Getting him to stay here will be a huge priority, and that process has already begun. So, you know, much like uh, Cadillac Williams at Auburn a year ago as the interim coach, Hugh Freeze made it a priority to keep him. Sounds like same thing with Mike Elko wanting to keep Eli Robinson. Uh, also, after the press conference, details of Elko's salary came out. He will make a base salary of $7 million a year with an $11 million pool for his assistance. Now, he also will get incentives like $100,000 to reach the SEC title game, a uh, $1 million for reaching the college football playoff, and basically it goes up from there. Each round of the playoffs, he wins. $1.5 million, $2 million, $2.5 million to reach the, the national championship, and an additional $3 million to win the national championship. Uh, Ross Bjork did say afterwards that Elko has a buyout in his contract, but numbers are still being finalized. I will say, kind of funny, um, some tweets about the buyout where it said all the uh, all the different, you know, escalators he could hit to trigger uh, bonuses. And uh, Spencer Hall said, so he'll make $7 million a year. Again, not taking shots, Aggies. Just thought that was kind of funny. Um, but I, I do think Mike Hoko is a good head coach. And, and look, I said it yesterday. I, I thought Mark Stoops would have been a good hire for uh, a as well, although a lot of Aggie fans weren't a fan of that. 
Um, I think he would have been just fine there. But uh, nonetheless, we'll see what Mike Elko does. Uh, Ross Bjork did address the Mark Stoops rumors at the press conference. He said, I don't know how all that got out. I respect Coach Stoops. He's been in the SEC a long time. I appreciated his statement. We had a process that was very thorough. We talked to a bunch of people. Uh, that's why we had to get this thing right. And I think the process yielded the right result. So, look, you know, if you read between the lines, they were down the road with Mark Stoops. This thing was going to happen. And then, for whatever reason, it fell through. A&M side says, uh, you know, we had a, you know, we didn't. We had a change of heart. Whatever negative uh, social media posts forced us to make a, to go another direction. Uh, Mark Stoops says, eh, I thought about it, but uh, ultimately decided to stay at Kentucky. So, whatever. We'll find out what the truth was at some point down the road. But uh, meanwhile, Jeff Lebby, he was introduced as the next head coach at Mississippi State Monday evening, waving his cowbell, getting into it. According to reports, it looks like Lebby got a four-year deal worth $18.4 million. So he'll make around $4.5 million a season. Zach Selman saying that uh, Saturday was when they were sure that Lebby was their guy and started to get the ball rolling. Lebby said uh, he's excited to be in Starkville, plans to reach out to all his current commitments uh, to Mississippi State by later today to help solidify their current crop of recruits. And uh, his quote was, we're going to be a football team that scores a lot of points. And I know a lot of fans of Starkville looking forward to that because that offense was rough to watch this year. Uh, we're going to talk more on Jeff Levy with Robbie Falk of 24-7 Sports coming up in just a bit, so hang tight for that. Other SEC news. Over at Georgia, their defensive backs coach, Fran Brown, has emerged as the top candidate for the head coaching job at Syracuse. Dan Mullen had interviewed for the job. He uh, announced a day or so ago that uh, he will not be coaching at Syracuse, so Bruce Feldman saying that Fran Brown has ties to the New Jersey area and... Uh, attended Camden High School up there in New Jersey. Coached at Rutgers and Temple. So uh, Syracuse could be Syracuse next head coach could be Fran Brown. Brown's in his second year on Georgia's coaching staff. Served as a DB's coach at Rutgers before Kirby Smart hired him back in 2022. Uh, before we get to transfer portal news, Kentucky running back Ray Davis being the first uh, first. Big player in the SEC this year to announce he will forego his remaining eligibility and enter the NFL draft. Davis coming off best season of his career, rushing for over a thousand yards, 13 touchdowns, just beat Louisville on Saturday. Uh, career highs for him. He wrote on social media after long talks with my family and friends, I will declare for the NFL draft. It's always been a dream of mine, and it's a challenge I'm ready to take on. Davis averaged 5.7 yards per carry this season at Kentucky, caught some balls out of the backfield. And uh, finishes this season once again as a top five rusher in the conference. Last season, he was fourth in the SEC in rushing at Vanderbilt. This season, he finishes third overall at Kentucky, behind uh, just behind Jaden Daniels and, of course, Cody Schrader at Mizzou. Over at Florida, they made some noise on Monday evening as Billy Napier announced he's parting ways with a couple of Gator coaches, defensive line coach Sean Spencer and DB's coach Corey Raymond are departing the program. That's from the Orlando Orlando Sentinel. Uh, Raymond was viewed as a big-time hire by Napier back in 2021, but Florida secondary just uh, you know, still had some issues. Their defense ranked number 13, the SEC in pass defense efficiency. Uh, shortly after the news broke, social media, a ton of Gator players and recruits shocked by the news. Devin Moore... Jakeem Jackson, Desmond Watson, 
all voicing their displeasure with the staff and then some prospects like Josiah Davis, TJ Abrams, uh, all members of the 2023 recruiting class. So, look, Florida defense struggled throughout this season, finished with the number 71 total defense in the country. Of course, LSU put up 700 yards of offense on them. And speaking of LSU, one has to wonder if Corey Raymond could wind up back at LSU. He was beloved down there in his time there and helped uh, orchestrate DBU and uh, Brian Kelly. Could use some help on that defense, so we'll see if Corey Raymond ends up back in Baton Rouge. All right, let's get to some transfer portal news. Uh, big names hitting the portal. Arkansas linebacker Chris Paul goes by Pooh. He is entering the transfer portal. A veteran starting linebacker at 72 tackles, six and a half tackles for a loss and two sacks. Was named to the Butkus Award watch list. Was a freshman All-American, first team All-SEC honors. A redshirt in 2021. Uh, he'll have two seasons of eligibility remaining, but uh, he's the second Arkansas player to hit the portal, joining DB Jalen Lewis. And, of course, wide receiver Sam Mbake transferred after being dismissed from the program. But Chris Paul, very productive defensive linebacker for Arkansas. Vanderbilt Commodores, look, just one day after Ken Seals, their backup quarterback, announced he's transferring. The guy who was their starting quarterback to start the year before he got hurt, A.J. Swan. He announced on social media he will be entering the transfer portal. He said, uh, I want to start by thanking God for guiding me and blessing me with the opportunities I've had, but I'll be entering my name into the transfer portal. And, uh, of course, Swan saw plenty of action with 1,200 passing yards, 10 touchdowns, two picks and uh, in his first season. And then this year, uh, threw for 1,400 yards, 12 touchdowns, and uh, was missed a big chunk of time with injury. But led the Commodores in passing yards and passing touchdowns. So, Vanderbilt now has Drew Dickey, Walter Taylor, Brennan Storer, and Hayden Moss on the roster at quarterback. So, got to think they may be looking to the portal to upgrade. Also, Vanderbilt linebacker Ethan Barr plans to enter the NCAA transfer portal. He's a guy that Vanderbilt brought to SEC Media Days this year. Uh, veteran Kentucky defensive back Jalen Geiger will enter into the transfer portal. Uh, he's a South Carolina native, joined the Wildcats in 2019. Of course, he gets the NCAA 60-year super senior season due to COVID. Uh, he's one of three remaining members from Kentucky's 2019 signing class. He played in 34 games over five seasons at Kentucky, made four starts. So uh, Jalen Geiger hitting the portal. Uh, South Carolina pass rusher Donovan Westmoreland, he is uh, entering the transfer portal. So we'll see uh, where he ends up. And other names that entered the portal on Monday, LSU backup running back Armani Goodwin. Missouri O-lineman E.J. Ndoma Ogar. He played in 14 games over three seasons with Mizzou. Uh, Mississippi State quarterback Will Rogers. He officially entered the portal. We'll tell you about that yesterday, along with A&M quarterback Max Johnson. Uh, also, word is Ole Miss safety Ashim Young has entered the portal. He will have one year left as a grad transfer. Other news, uh, Brian Kelly bringing in a former Georgia defensive lineman back into the SEC on Monday. JUCO transfer Sean Washington, a New Orleans native, announced he is heading to LSU. He had uh, signed with Georgia, originally as a three-star commit, saw time in just one game. In April, he entered the portal, went the JUCO route, went to East Mississippi Community College. Of course, last chance you fans will remember that one. He had 26 tackles, three tackles for a loss. Uh, before signing with George as a high schooler, he was actually committed to play at LSU back in August of 2020, but uh, reopened his commitment in January of 2021. 
So uh, after all this, he ends up as an LSU Tiger after all. So LSU can use the help there on the D-line. All right, other news. Uh, ESPN has revealed a couple of key dates for SEC football games next season. Alabama-Georgia, a rematch of this upcoming SEC championship game, is slated for September 28th next year. It'll be the first regular season meeting between Georgia and Alabama since 2020. Uh, Florida, they will open the uh, 2024 season at the Swamp with a non-conference game against Miami. That same day, Mike Elko will open his uh, error at Texas A&M as Notre Dame visits Kyle Field. Texas, they come into the SEC their first year. They will host Georgia on October 19th. Uh, Texas will have road games at Arkansas on November 16th and Texas A&M on November 30th. That is that monster one. It's a, that's a year away, guys. A year away from this weekend, we will get... Mike Elko versus Steve Sarkeesian for the first Texas versus Texas A&M rematch. I might start saving up now to get tickets to that one. Uh, SEC teams will still play eight conference games next year, but a lot of people think 2024 will expand to uh, nine games. But uh, Oklahoma's schedule next year will feature Tennessee and Alabama at home. The Tennessee game September 21st, Alabama in uh, Norman on November 23rd. So go ahead and circle those dates if you'd like. Uh, If you want to go to the SEC championship game this weekend, it's going to cost you. Ticket prices are surging. According to a tick pick, one single game for the SEC title game this Saturday between Georgia and Alabama will cost you $399. Uh, Big 12 has the second highest ticket price at $180. And uh, Kirby Smart announcing on Monday uh, they could be without two key members of the defense this Saturday. Jamin Dumas Johnson, uh, he missed Georgia's final three regular season games with an arm injury. And uh, Julian Humphrey, a freshman, he missed the final three games of the season. Uh, Nick Saban talking to the media said this is a Georgia team that doesn't have a lot of weaknesses. That's why they are who they are and what they are. So we'll, uh, of course, get you guys ready for that game as the week rolls on. Thank you guys so much for making Locked on SEC your first listen every day. Coming up next, our conversation with Robbie Falk talking about Jeff Lebby to Mississippi State. That's coming your way here in just a second. We've been telling you guys about FanDuel, and as the weather gets colder across the South, the NFL offers are staying red hot over there at FanDuel. Right now, new customers, you get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That is $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, no better time to get in on the action. Of course, the app's super easy to use. Number of uh, betting options there from the spreads, player props, over-unders. You can do parlays. Those are a lot of fun. Uh, just visit FanDuel.com slash locked on, and you can get this NFL season going. Also, the SEC title game, that's up there as well. So they've had college games. They'll have all the bowl games up there for you too. So what are you waiting for? Go check them out, FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's the website right there. And, uh, again, FanDuel, they are the official partner of the NFL. Go get your uh, interest in the games increased over there at FanDuel. This episode also brought to you by friends over at LinkedIn Jobs. Look, when you're hiring for your small business, you want to have as many top-tier candidates as possible to interview. That's why you got to go check out LinkedIn Jobs. They're going to have the tools to help you find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. They have a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. Hiring is easy when you have that many quality candidates to choose from. So easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. LinkedIn knows small businesses are wearing so many hats and might have not have the time and resources to 
do spend all this time on hiring. Thankfully, LinkedIn, the process is uh, very quick and easy. They even just launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions, making the process even easier and quicker. Go post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Run along here, locked on SEC, and uh, man, there is uh, so much going on across the conference right now with two big coaching hires, and uh, obviously one happening in uh, Starkville with uh, uh, Jeff Levy being hired as the new Mississippi State head coach. To join us to talk all about it is our buddy Robbie Falk from Twenty Four Seven Sports. You can follow him on Twitter at Robbie Falk Two Four Seven, covering the Mississippi State Bulldogs. Robbie, welcome in, man. Thanks for having me, Chris. I appreciate it. So, full disclosure here, Robbie, we are recording this just ahead of the the intro press conference for Jeff Levy, so we haven't heard him speak yet, but we saw him arrive in Starkville on Sunday night, getting off the plane, welcomed by cowbells, very reminiscent, it reminded me of when Mike Leach came a couple years ago, very warm welcome. Um, Firstly, first, what do you make of the hire, and two, what's been the reaction in Starkville so far? Yeah, you know, I think it was, uh, it was... The reaction as, as far as it is for Mississippi State fans is, I don't know if it's split, but there is a fraction of the fan base that is not happy with the hire, whether it be because of his ties uh, to Art Brawls, obviously, or the fact that he's a coordinator. And, you know, I, I get both of those concerns. I, I really do. Mississippi State hired, uh, you know, Joe Moorhead a few years ago as a coordinator, and it was um, it obviously did not work out. And then last year, they they promoted Zach Arnett. So I do get that concern from Mississippi State fans. Um, and it's obviously going to be kind of a coin flip. But to me, it was going to be a coin flip with a lot of the candidates that we saw. Uh, a, a lot of the people that was that were being talked about as potential coaches for Mississippi State include, you know, Barry Odom at UNLV, uh, Willie Fritz from Tulane, John Summerall from – Troy, while those coaches are doing good jobs at their current jobs, the SEC is a totally different ball game. I mean, you're talking about you, you have to be able to recruit, you have to be able to coach, you have to do all those things. Talent is, is really the biggest part of competing inside the SEC. And at a group of five, you can do a lot of different things. You can out-scheme people and things like that. I don't know if you can do that in the SEC as much. So Mississippi State's going to have to have some players – and another thing, they have to have a, an explosive, exciting offense. And a couple of those guys, I don't know if they were going to be able to provide that. So Jeff Levy, to me, is probably one of the higher risk out of those coaches, but probably a guy that has the highest ceiling out of those two. I mean, he's he runs an offense that in now four different schools as offensive coordinator has been inside the top ten. And that's been on different levels. That's been in the NAIA sector that was with, uh, you know, the group of five at UCF that was with Ole Miss and the SEC and that was with Oklahoma. And, you know, I've seen people kind of, you know, that have been detractors of his talk about, you know, what he's done and maybe it's the head coach that's doing all that. You have a point with uh, Josh Heupel and, and Lane Kiffin, but at Oklahoma, that's his offense. And he's been successful everywhere he's been. Yeah, I was going to say, at least in my opinion, you know, it seems like an exciting hire from being an offensive-minded coach. We were so used to, you know, high-flying under Dan Mullen. Then Joe Moorhead was kind of okay. Of course, under Leach, we saw some high-powered offenses. 
that all kind of went away under Zach Arnett, obviously. But seems like this is a fun hire in terms of getting this offense going again because, what, they had five games this year alone at Oklahoma where they scored 50 points or more. I mean, a couple they scored in the 60s and 70s. So that's kind of at least fire up some some Bulldog fans. Yeah, I think so. And, you know, he's he's recruited and developed quarterbacks at a, at a high rate. Uh, obviously didn't recruit Matt Corral at Ole Miss, but – Corral, people forget this, was a backup quarterback in 2019 behind John Rice Plumley. There was some talk he might end up transferring. He did not fit that Rich Rodriguez offense. Lane Kiffin comes in with Jeff Lebby, who had just helped, um, you know, develop some really good quarterbacks there at UCF. He recruited Dylan Gabriel. Um, and, uh, you know, he did a great job, I thought, with Matt Corral turning him into – and Lane Kiffin obviously deserves a lot of credit for that too, but – turning him into a Heisman candidate uh, as the quarterback coach and running an exciting offense. And he brings over Dylan Gabriel to Oklahoma. And Gabriel's done a great job there. He recruited Jackson Arnold, who's a five-star quarterback. So it, it's really brought a lot of excitement to this fan base who has kind of gotten tired of the blue-collar moniker. You know, they're, they're, they've put in some really good defensive players in the league, but people don't care about defense as much anymore. People want the, the way that you sell tickets and the way that you recruit at a high level is you have a high powering offense. You have an offense that excites people and Mississippi state has not excited this fan base for several years. Um, and even Dan Mullen, you know, a lot of his teams was, you know, spread option running the football. This is a different kind of offense than we've seen in Mississippi state, but it's very, very similar in, in a lot of ways in the production, but I think he's had even more uh, production as his, at his stops than Dan Mullen did. I, I, I want to get to a little bit on the roster in a second, but I, I wanted to ask you first, my immediate thought on the hiring of Jeff Lebby is, man, the Egg Bowl is going to be super entertaining moving forward. In your opinion, what is the relationship like right now between Lebby and Lane Kiffin? Because I've heard mix, some mixed things there. Uh, I don't think it's great. Uh, they, I know that there was some um, unpleasantries between the two with uh, the firing of Randy Clements that that's at North Carolina now. He was the offensive uh, line coach at Ole Miss. They let him go, I believe, and Levy was not happy about that. Those two are close. That's a guy that I think could end up joining Mississippi State staff because of that. And, you know, I, I don't think things ended – uh, you know, on a high note with, with those two. Now, I think – I believe Levy finished out at Ole Miss and the bowl game and all that, but he was on his way out to Oklahoma. I, I don't think that everything was, uh, you know, on the up and up. And Kiffin, you know, has already taken some shots on Twitter. I don't know if they've resolved any of their issues, but I do know the way that things ended did, did not end on a high note. And I, I think that it would be surprising if this rivalry didn't – uh, tick up a notch as far as the vitriol is concerned. And it, it really hadn't been there since Mike Leach and Lane Kiffin came on at, at Mississippi State and Ole Miss. Um, you know, Dan Mullen and, and Hugh Freeze, that was obviously, you know, I don't know if it, if it, was, if it was at an all-time high because there's been some pretty uh, crazy happenings in this rivalry over the uh, last 100 years. They created a trophy to try to uh, – kind of separate that vitriol and all that did was make it worse. <laughs> and, and it was pretty bad from 2009 to uh, 2017. Uh, but it really kind of dialed down a little bit after Joe Moorhead and Matt Luke. And I think it's probably going to tick back up. We're already seeing 
you know, Ole Miss fans taking shots at, at, at State for hiring Jeff Levy, calling Mississippi State little brother for hiring former offensive coordinator. Lane Kiffin's taking shots. Mississippi State's firing back. It, it's it's probably going to be electric once again uh, when these two meet on Thanksgiving of 2024. Let's talk a little roster. Um, I was a little shocked when we saw, as like immediately after the Egg Bowl, the news comes out that Will Rogers is going to enter the transfer portal. In your mind, is is that a done deal? Is he already decided I'm moving on? Obviously, you know, an air raid system would fit him more. But do you think Jeff Levy at least has a conversation with him about staying? And if not, what what is the plan in your opinion on who the quarterback will be next year and what approach does Levy take? I think there's a good chance that Mississippi State goes in a different direction and pulls a quarterback out of the portal. Um, they're trying to get a dynamic guy that can come in here and help them win right away because this roster is kind of in rebuilding mode if you look at it right now. But with the portal and what it is, and I, I know Jeff Lebby is going to be uh, very aggressive in the transfer portal this year. Mississippi State's raised a lot of money in NIL to, to kind of make that happen. Uh, so I don't I don't know if uh, Will Rogers is a is a possibility. I think mutually Mississippi State fans and Will Rogers are both ready for kind of a new start at quarterback. And um, I don't blame him for hitting the portal. I don't blame Mississippi State for going in a different direction. It's just time to to have uh, you know a different guy out there. I think. And uh, for Lebby, he's he's got some obvious connections. There's you know, Dylan Gabriel that's going to have an opportunity. There's a lot of talk that they're ready for Jackson Arnold to take over at quarterback at Oklahoma. Um, Gabriel has a year left due to COVID, but he's been in college for, for a while now. <laughs> he could very easily decide to go on and go pro, or he could join his coach at a third stop. So we'll, we'll see what happens there. But I think Mississippi State's going to have a, a good um, resume at, at head coach with Jeff Lebby to attract some talent at quarterback and whether it be Gabriel, whether it be, you know, somebody that's already on campus like Chris Parson or somebody like that, uh, we don't know, or it could be somebody out of the portal, but I think Mississippi state is going to have a different starting quarterback next year. More with Robbie Falk here in just a second, but we're going to remind you guys about our friends over at prize picks. We've been telling you guys prize picks, the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. They are the easiest and most exciting way for you to play daily fantasy sports. It's just you against the numbers. You're not battling thousands of other people out there like pros and sharks. You just pick more than or less than on two to six player stat projections, and you will watch the winnings roll in. Price Picks even offers a reboot policy, so your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. So for football and basketball games, if you've got a player who leaves the game in the first half, doesn't come back in the second half, that player is rebooted. Price Picks is the only daily fantasy sports platform with an insurance policy for injuries. Test your skills at Price Picks throughout this season. It's the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. If you got the skills, you turn 10 bucks into 250 bucks with just a, two, a few taps on your phone. Price Picks really simple to play. You can make your picks, submit your entries in less than 60 seconds. They offer quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stat types. That's what makes Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. They got weekly promotions up there. Uh, they also offer Apple Pay for quick and easy deposits into your account throughout the football season. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on college. Use our code locked on college for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, that's prizepicks.com slash locked on college. Use promo code locked on college. Prize Picks, it is daily fantasy sports made easy. 
I, I was trying to look at the roster, Robbie, and, and I, I'm so lost in the day. The COVID messed everything up. You got a redshirt year. You got an injured year. You got a COVID year. I mean, I, I'm seeing guys who played five, six years, and they're like, they have another year. I'm like, how? How does somebody have another year? So I, I can't even run through it all. But of all the big names at Mississippi State, who who is likely back when we throw out the names like uh, Woody Marks, um, you know, Tulu Griffin, you know, a lot of the, the guys we've become accustomed to. Who's who's definitely moving on? Who might come back? Just give me kind of a rundown of the bigger names. Yeah, you know, I think Woody Marks – I don't know if anything changes with uh, Levy coming in, but I feel like he's probably ready to move on and go try out um, the NFL, see what happens there. Um, you know, Attila Griffin has been um, a topic of conversation for Mississippi State fans the last few days. He has been really excited about this hire. He went live on Instagram. You know, they do their emojis. Players do the emojis and stuff like that. I don't know what that means sometimes, but – you know, he seems to to really be excited about this. He was at the airport last night to greet uh, Jeff Lebby and, and seemed excited. Xavion Thomas is another name. A lot of people feel like he was going to hit the transfer portal. I think that the hire of Jeff Lebby could entice him to stick around. That would be a, a really good get for Mississippi State if they're able to get him back. Along with Tula Griffin, you're bringing back two guys that have at least three years of experience in the SEC better dynamic playmakers in the return game and at wide receivers. Avion Thomas uh, really made a jump this year. I'm sure he's going to have his list of suitors out there because of that jump that he made, but um, he's got an exciting offense to play in now that, you know, is going to help Mississippi State. And they've also helped him, uh, as far as the Bulldog initiative is concerned in their NIL space, they've helped him get some deals and uh, have shown him, you know, you can make some money here. So, uh, he's going to have an opportunity to stick around. Obviously, those are some some main ones that I would uh, be looking at uh, beyond guys. You know, a few guys on the defensive side of the ball, but as far as the offensive playmakers, Tulu and Xavier um, Thomas are, are definitely two guys that I'd be looking for uh, in the next few weeks to try to lock up if I'm Mississippi State. I uh, again, like you know, years and years of, of productivity. I assume both these guys are are done. But Bookie Watson and Jet Johnson, uh, I mean, two of the best tacklers in the SEC the last couple of seasons. And yet, I still feel like they don't get their just due. But I'm looking at the numbers. How does Bookie Watson not win the Butkus Award? I mean, the guy has just filled up the stat sheet every week. Yeah, he's been incredible. If Mississippi State would have you know won eight games or something, everyone would be talking about him. But you know, people just haven't been paying attention because this team just wasn't very good this year, and they're five and seven. Um, you know, it's kind of like the Jaden Daniels talk. I mean, if Jaden Daniels was playing on a one-loss LSU team right now, there wouldn't even be a conversation about whether or not he should win the Heisman. Right. It, it's similar with with Buki Watson. I think it, 137 tackles that leads the SEC. Uh, Ten plus sacks leads the SEC. Leads the SEC in uh, forced fumbles. Uh, he had an interception this year. He had three pass deflections. It was easily his best season at, at Mississippi State. He's been here for six years. Um, so he really – I think he made himself some money this year. And to me, he is – I think he's a top three linebacker in the country this season from a production standpoint. And I don't think there's a whole lot of arguing that can be made. He and Jet Johnson are like 30 tackles ahead of it or maybe 15 – to 20 tackles ahead of anybody else in the SEC this year. They were tackling machines the last two seasons, both of them one and two. 
um, in the SEC two years in a row. So, yeah, I mean, they've both been really, really good this year, but Buki Watson was just on a different level, and I think he definitely deserves more pub than he's gotten. One more for you, Robbie, and we'll, we'll let you go. Give me a who's your SEC coach of the year and uh, who wins the SEC championship this weekend between Georgia and Bama? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, you know, I hate to to not mention one of the, the SEC championship attendees as the SEC coach of the year just because, you know, I, Georgia, they've recruited really well as well as anybody, and they're expected to be in this spot. But they did lose a ton of players right. last year. And I, I don't think people understand how difficult it is to turn around from that and still be as dominant as as they are. And with a different quarterback, you know, Stetson Bennett was really good, which, by the way, I mean, amazing job making him a national championship quarterback, a guy that was a walk-on that came from junior college in Mississippi um, and came in and was um, – you know, just outstanding at, at, at Georgia. But I think Alabama's done a great job this year, too, uh, just kind of piecing things together. Nick Saban has done an incredible job. And these two guys could win SEC Coach of the Year every single season. Right. And it's almost to the point, you know, and people will say, well, they got the best talent. Yeah, well, they're recruiting the best talent. Right. They got to do something to sell that. And to get those guys playing on the same level every single year, is just incredible. And to me, those it's been Georgia and Alabama. And then there's, you know, the next tier way down uh, with, you know, Ole Miss and the LSU and, and those teams and, and then everybody else. And the SEC has just not been, you know, great this year. There's about four or five teams that have been really good. It, it's it's either Kirby Smart or Nick Saban for me just to continue to be as dominant as they, as they are this year. And then, you know, as far as champions are concerned, it's hard to count on Alabama, but I feel like Georgia is a more stable team right now. Alabama could have lost a couple of other ball games. Georgia is really looking like a uh, just a, a unit right now and a team that could win their third straight state or state championship. I'm on high school yeah. football <laughs> mode, uh, SEC championship this uh, this weekend. So I'm, I'm excited about about watching that game because we just haven't seen a ton of great ball games and matchups in the SEC this year, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. You know, there's been a handful of games, but, I mean, last week was pretty great, though. Yeah. Yeah, rivalry weekend, what what I think I said, six of the seven were, you know, one-score games in the fourth quarter. So, yeah, you had some interesting uh, interesting games. By the way, I have Eli Drinkwitz as my SEC coach of the year. Getting Mizzou to ten wins, I just thought was pretty Yeah, how did but... I forget? <laughs> I, yeah, I can't believe I forgot Eli Drinkwitz. I've, I've been a downer on Missouri since Drinkwitz <laughs> came in the league. Yeah, I think a lot and of people have it's been. been. It's been so difficult for me to separate from that. I, I'm with you on that. I totally forgot about Drinkwitz. What he's done is incredible, and now he's picking up uh, you know, a few good recruits. I, you know, I think he's going to do well. Uh, so, yeah, I, I'm with you on that. I think he definitely deserves it. Well, fans should uh, – they have a reason to be excited about Jeff Levy in uh, Starkville and, of course, uh, be introduced uh, this week at uh, in Starkville as the official new Mississippi State head coach. Robbie Falk, uh, enjoy reading your stuff, man. Uh, keep up the great work over there, 24-7 Sports, and uh, we'll talk to you again soon, all right?
Appreciate you, Chris. Same to you, man. All right, that again, that's Robbie Falk there, covering all things Mississippi State over there at 24-7 Sports. That's going to do it for this edition of Locked On SEC. Thank you guys so much for making us your first listen every day. Now go make your second listen. Check out the Locked On Sports Today show on YouTube. It's a 24-7 streaming service. You can watch all of our shows for the latest news going on around the uh, college football world, NFL world, all the sports world up there at Locked On Sports today. I'm Chris Gordon. This has been Locked On SEC. We will talk to you guys tomorrow. Come on back every day and check us out tomorrow on the show.